0: When I grew up, I read a lot. I loved adventures, stories of life and death. I loved reading Hemingway. Ernest Hemingway had a special way of writing. Terse, economical, journalistic. Simple sentences, clear and straight. Listen to this example from The Sun Also Rises. Jake and his friend Robert Cohn were speaking with each other. Have any fun last night, I asked. No, I don't think so. How's the writing going? Rotten. I can't get this second book going. That happens to everyone. Oh, I'm sure of that. It just gets me worried, though. You see? Simple. No deep, hidden meaning. Something even a 12-year-old can understand. I read everything I could get my hands on by Hemingway. The old man in the sea. A farewell to arms. For whom the bell tolls about American in a guerrilla unit in the Spanish Civil War. And of course, The Sun Also Rises, a novel about bullfighting and impotence and love. Well, love, I thought, ick. I remember reading how Jake finally got into Pamplona, to the Hotel Montoya. He is talking to Montoya, the owner. He writes, Montoya always smiled as though bullfighting were a very special secret between the two of us. A rather shocking, but really very deep secret that we knew about. Your friend, is he aficionado too? Montoya smiled at Bill. Yes, he came all the way from New York to see the San Fermines. Yes? Montoya politely disbelieved. But he's not aficionado like you. He put his hand on my shoulder again, embarrassedly yes i said he's a real aficionado but he's not aficionado like you are aficion means passion and aficionado is one who is passionate about the bullfights all the good bullfighters stayed at montoya's hotel that is those with aficion stayed there the commercial bullfighters stayed once perhaps and then did not come back the good ones came every year we often talked about bulls and bullfighters I had stopped at the Montoya for several years, he continues to write. Men would come in from distant towns, and before they left Pamplona, stop and talk with Montoya about bulls. These men were aficionados. Those who were aficionados could always get rooms, even when the hotel was full. Oh boy, I was young, but I wanted to have aficion. I wanted to be an aficionado and always get a room even when the hotel was full. It was about a year later that I heard that Hemingway was dead of a shotgun wound. He was only 61. I heard this some time after his death. We had no internet in those days, so I asked my parents how he died and why. My family didn't like to talk about death very much, and not at all about suicide. It was later that I learned the details of his death, and I didn't understand why he did it. So when my boss Rick asked me if I wanted to go with him to Pamplona, to the fiestas of San Fermin, and run with the bulls. I didn't hesitate a second. I went home and told Maria, I'm heading off with my boss and some of his Spanish friends to Pamplona, to the fiestas of San Fermin." You aren't going to run with the bulls, are you? Oh, I doubt it. That would be crazy. Well, you better not because people get gored there every year and somebody dies. Don't worry, it won't be me. So five of us met one afternoon and headed off to Pamplona, about a four-hour drive from Madrid. We got there, found a campground, pitched our tent, and headed off for a department store. Rick explained to me, you want to dress in white pants and a white shirt. You'll wear a red sash around your waist and a red kerchief around your neck. Why is that? Well, the people who run with the bulls are called mozos. There are two legends that explain the red and white. One says that it's to honor San Fermin, a saint, the white, who was martyred, the red. The other says that the runners dress like the butchers who began the tradition. Okay, I got it, and we bought the clothes. They say that the tradition was first documented back in the 14th century. Now, St. Fermin was the son of a Roman senator in Pamplona who was converted to Christianity. And according to tradition, he was ordained a priest in Toulouse. He returned to Pamplona, its first bishop. It is believed he went to Amiens, France in September of A.D. 303. How do you know what happened in A.D. 303? Where he was beheaded. It is sometimes said that he was dragged through the streets with angry bulls running after him. Thus a tradition. So, we grabbed some dinner and drove to Pamplona. The fiesta had started at noon, but the bulls would first be run in the morning. It was July the 6th, and the party would continue until midnight, eight days later. We got downtown to a huge crowd of people. Music everywhere, lots of dancing... Lots of drinking from bota bags. These are typically made of leather. You buy a cheaper bottle of wine. In Spain, in those days, potable wine was pretty cheap. And you fill your bag. It has a narrow nozzle. And you squirt out the wine. You can intercept the jet without touching the bottle. This makes it easy to share your wine with someone without sharing any bugs. So we walked and danced and sang... And as the night wore on, we shared our wine with many new friends, and they shared theirs with us. It was a very merry night, and we didn't make it back to our campsite. Very early in the morning, I felt someone shaking me awake. Get up, get up, said Rick. We have things to do. First of all, let's go have some chocolate con churros. Now, you may know churros from your state fair or some other place. The real things are indescribable. A pot of hot olive oil, pour batter in to make a pastry. It's fried until it's really crunchy, frequently ridged, and long. And you have a cup of Spanish hot chocolate. Now this isn't as luxurious as a chocolata I told you about from Italy, but it is still delicious. So you stand, you dip these churros, greasy churros, in the hot chocolate and you eat them. Man, that sobers you up very quickly. I gotta have another one, I said. Now our Spanish friends laughed as they watched me chow them down. Okay, no more. Let's go get a cognac to brace ourselves for these bulls. Great idea, huh? A stiff drink before running with fighting bulls. While we're drinking, Rick and the Spaniards explained to me, There are bullfights every afternoon. Six bulls are fought. Now these same bulls are kept until the day they are fought in pens about a half mile from the bullring. This running of the bulls started centuries ago as a way to transport these animals to the square in the city where they would be sold and slaughtered. Men would try to speed the process by hurrying their cattle. After years of this practice, this transportation, it began to turn into a kind of a competition, and young adults would attempt to race in front of the bulls and make it safely to their pins without being overtaken. That's how it originated. So the bulls leave their pins at eight AM each morning, one of them told me. You'll hear a rocket go off. The bulls are led by six cabestros. These are oxen, not vicious. If all goes well, the bulls will follow them the whole way. They'll be followed by three more cabestros bringing up the rear. Now, this route is 900 yards long. It generally takes the bulls two and a half minutes to arrive at the bull ring. So they cross into it and go into their pens. These six bulls will be fought and killed in the ring in the evening. Now, you're going to have a rolled up newspaper, Rick said. There'll be thousands of people jockeying for position to run. No one runs the whole route. Plan on running maybe 100 yards or so. We start in front of the bulls, and then we'll end up running alongside the bulls. Don't yell. Don't touch them. If one turns toward one of us, wave the newspaper in front of them to get his attention away from us and back to the animals he's going to follow. Be aware of what's going on around you. Look for the place you plan to pull out of the run and do not try to catch a bull's attention. These bulls don't want to tangle with anyone. They just want to get out of that tight and closed route as quickly as possible. Making any stupid attempt to catch a bull's attention tends to rouse the anger of the other runners so that even if the bull doesn't take any notice of you, it's likely that the other runners will and you could end up being a punching bag for them. There are no police in here. They take care of themselves. Man, this was getting complicated. So why are these bulls any different from a normal Guernsey bull? Well, let me tell you a little bit about fighting bulls or toros bravos or toros lidiados as they say in Spain. Mean bulls or fighting bulls. This animal is bred on the free range in these huge estates in Spain. And they're selected for aggression, stamina, energy, and strength. They're not bred for weight, but for a well-muscled look, like an athlete. They have a prominent morillo, and that's a complex of muscles right over their shoulder. And this gives it strength with its horns. That's why they're so dangerous. And their horns are longer than other breeds. These animals weigh between 1,100 and 1,500 pounds. They're actually colorblind. They don't respond to red, but they respond to the movement of the cape or the muleta. And after two years, they go to the tienta, the testing, and they're tested against a man on a horse for aggression. They will never be with a man on foot until the ring and certainly not a man with a cape. They would remember that later. These animals learn how to use their horns in tests of strength and dominance against other bulls. They're so aggressive that these combats, man, they lead to severe injuries and death. The best bulls are kept for four years to be sent to a corrida de toros, a real bullfight, with a full matador, full bullfighter. They have to weigh at least a 1,000 pounds, and they have functional vision. They must be in good condition, and they must have even horns, meaning that no one's tampered with them and dulled the tips of them. This business of running bulls through the streets of a city to the bull ring is unique to Pamplona, so a normal fighting bull will never be close to a human on foot. So we find a spot. We'll go to Estafeta Street. And he looks at his watch. Now, they'll leave the corrals in five minutes. You'll hear one rocket explode when the first bull leaves the Corrales of Santo Domingo. You'll hear a second rocket when the last bull has left the corrals. When all of the bulls have entered the ring, you'll hear a third rocket. And when they've all entered the corrals at the end of the run, you'll hear a fourth rocket. So you know where they are. Watch the bulls. Watch the bulls all the time, Ernie. So we find places. where are right after this dangerous curve of the estafeta. The street has buildings on both sides. So there's no escaping under fences. That bull turns and you're in trouble. We heard the first rocket. Oh my God. There was a feeling of heightened tension. Then the second rocket. Loud, like a small bomb. Get ready. They'll be here in less than a minute, said one of the guys. Now, run fast, like as fast as you can. These bulls will come come at you like a locomotive. When they pass you, stop running. If you fall, curl up and cover your head. Do not attempt to get up until everything is passed. Now, I was really nervous. No, I was flat out scared. Then we heard the sound, the bells on the cabestros, the footsteps, the running, and we see a crowd running around a corner. First, a wave of white and red coming fast. We jumped up and down so we could see over the people in front of us, blocking our view. And there was a moving wave. Then I could see the cabestros and the bulls. Runners got up to us, go, go, vámonos, vámonos, and we took off. Now, I had run track and cross-country in high school. I was fast and strong. After about 15 seconds, runners were pulling off to stand along the, the side, get away from the bulls, and I kept running. I'm watching, and I'm praying no one would fall in front of me. The cabestros ran by, and then the bulls were there. I turned my head. A monster of an animal with horns from hell was running right next to me. I heard a scream, and someone falls about 10 feet in front of me. He took several more people down. I prayed to the bull. Please don't look and charge them. Please don't stop. I leapt over two of them. I kept running and the bull's running. He keeps running. And then there's another bull next to me. And then another one even closer. (sighs) People were dashing to the walls, tired, out of the run. I could see hundreds of people down the road. It looked like a wall of people. The last bull and the following cabestros, they thunder by me. I slowed down. I found a spot next to the wall. I was exhausted, physically and mentally. I leaned over my hands on my knees, breathing hard. My heart was pounding. My mouth was dry. Rick and one of his friends walked up. Hey, Ernie, man, what do you think? It's better than I ever dreamed. These animals are beasts. You did well, said one of the Spaniards. Really well for your first time. Now, let's have a coffee and a cognac and talk about it. We were all excited, but we decided to go back to the campground and sleep for a few hours and then come back for the bullfights in the late afternoon. Have you ever gone camping and slept on a blanket on the ground with no mattress of any kind? If so, how was your sleep? Well, I slept like that and I slept like the dead. I didn't hear a sound or notice a single rock. We got up, Drove to town, stopped at one of the bars and had a bocadillo. Now, Spaniards make their own version of a sandwich with their own version of a baguette. You slice one open, you put in some manchego cheese, some slices of jamón serrano. That's the Spanish version of prosciutto, ham. No mayonnaise, no mustard, no pickles, just the essentials. I thought that was the most wonderful food I'd ever eaten. We made it to the bull ring. We took our seats in the sun. I won't go into details of the spectacle. It was bittersweet for me, knowing that the bulls that I had run with in the morning would be featured in the ring. We had a relatively easy evening, had a couple of drinks in the Café Llorona, where Hemingway had hung out. You know, it is said that Hemingway never actually ran with the bulls in all the years he came to the San Fermín Festival. One of his friends said he did. Most Spaniards say he didn't. He first went to Pamplona in 1923. He was 24 years old. He visited Pamplona nine times in total, most of them in the 20s. So we went to bed earlier that night and got a few hours sleep. We decided not to run with the bulls in the morning, but to go to the bull ring and watch their entrance. It's hard to believe, but the plaza was full. They had big screens which showed the whole course. A band was playing. Then we heard the rockets, first one, then the second. It happened very quickly. Before we knew it, runners poured through the Callejón. That's the narrow corridor leading to the entrance of the bull ring. So as the bulls enter and run through the ring, the crowd cheers. We hung around as they released a young cow in the bull ring for the public to enjoy. Come on, let's go down, said Rick. It's only a cow. So we went down with a hundred or more other people. At first, they released a single cow. She was not as big or as strong as a fighting bull, but she was smart. She lowered her head Grab someone with their horns and throw them in the air. Just don't let her get behind you, one of our pals said. I figured no problem. I'd keep track of a single cow. But then they released more cows. They're running everywhere. I heard nothing. Then, bam, it felt like I was hit by a truck. And then I was flying through the air. One of those cows had snuck up on me. It had provided a few good laughs for those people in the plaza. And I had bruises for weeks. If you're young and love adventures and love Spain, those are the greatest fairs in the world. We stayed another four days. We ran three more days with the bulls, each day starting in a different spot. I'm glad to say that none of us was gored or even stepped on by a bull. Rick did trip one day and was stepped on by a bunch of runners. He was black and blue as well. We stayed up late and we slept much less than we needed. Finally, we're eating churros one morning and Rick said, Anybody feel like having a real shower and sleeping in a real bed? Yeah, that sounds okay. What say we head back to Madrid. So with some reluctance, we finished our chocolate and we headed home. Thanks to Anashira for sponsoring these podcasts. I'm kind of glad Anashira didn't exist in those days. I'd have had to stay home milking goats and making soap, and I would not have made it to Spain or Pamplona. Are you ready for Halloween? Think of someone you really like. Go to Anashira.com and buy him or her some of our handcrafted soap. Don't forget to enter discount code STORIES15. That's one five for your 15% discount. If you have any questions about Pamplona or the running of the bulls, send them to me at ernie at and I'll see if I can answer them. Well, Hemingway visited Spain often and attended bullfights throughout his life. His last visit was in 1959 to write an assignment for Life magazine about this rivalry between two of the greatest bullfighters a young Luis Miguel Dominguín and his brother-in-law, Antonio Ordóñez. An account of The Dangerous Summer was published in Life magazine in three installments in September of 1960. Nine months later, Hemingway was dead. Thanks for listening. Join me next week when I take you with me as I leave Madrid and move to Andalusia. To live near the famous copper mines of Las Minas de Rio Tinto, which date back to the pre-Roman times, in my next story from Anashira.